Touchdown! Of course, the crowd wants Reed to go for it. Wouldn't be surprised if he did on fourth down and one. So, anyways, with that time, George. Welcome to fourth and one. I'm Todd Palmer, joined by Nick Jacobs. And uh, rounds two and three are in the books, man. And uh, it sure seems like the Chiefs had a plan coming into this draft and have executed with with ruthless efficiency. You know, I mean, they, look, they address arguably their two biggest positions in need, depending on how you value corner and wide receiver, by getting, uh, you know, Trent McDuffie, the corner out of Washington, and, and then defensive end, which was clearly the biggest need, um, and getting Purdue's George Karloftis on Thursday. And then, you know, the, the next two positions of need, uh, I, I think we're, you know, that were unaddressed in round one were clearly wide receiver and safety and, and, and they went and, and, uh, and got those picks. So let's start with sky Moore because, you know, a lot of people thought the chiefs might go wide receiver in round one. Um, and then there was a run on wide receivers. They weren't able to maneuver up and get Jameson Williams, um, who they reportedly coveted. Um, and then, yeah, there wasn't any value there. I didn't think it, it, you know, after certainly after Traylon Burks went at 18, in the first round. Um, so you're sitting there at 50, you're, you're hoping that, you know, if you're a chief saying that, that somebody falls in that range. And, and then when it, you know, when they had their pick of, you know, Pickens or sky, George Pickens out of Georgia or sky Moore out of Western Michigan at number 50. Yeah. You know, I, I, you know, chiefs Twitter had a little bit of a meltdown that they didn't go with Pickens that they traded back and, you know, Pittsburgh ended up taking, they traded back four spots, picked up a fifth rounder. Pittsburgh ends up taking Pickens. Um, what would you have done in that situation? Would you have gone with Pickens or, or do you like what they did and, and getting another draft pick and still getting a wide receiver? I thought it was smart to get a fifth round pick because whenever I kept doing the simulated mocks or when I do the mock drafts that I would write out, there was always that big hole, not having a fifth round pick. And I know it sounds weird to say, but it's just like, there's, there's one more guy you can get on the fringe right there that, you know, could contribute to special teams and be a developmental guy. So that's why I was really hoping they would figure out a way to get a fifth round pick after yesterday. I'm like, all right, if they can either get a good value there in two or three and then get, you know, a, a fifth round pick potentially, like it just, I, I think that was going to be uh, the way to go. But apparently it seems like uh, the Patriots wanted to do the Chiefs a solid for, <laughs> you know, or the Chiefs want to do the Patriots a solid since the Patriots did them a solid the day before. So I thought that was, uh, I thought that was, pretty funny that that's how that kind of worked out that way but look i mean I, I i understand people want that big physical receiver and think that pickens may be that guy and you know what he may end up being that guy but i'll be honest pittsburgh's known for taking uh very uh, very very eccentric receivers <laughs> They, yeah. have a, they have a history of it. One of them's with the Chiefs now. <laughs> and um, that's just kind of – they just seem to kind of like that personality receiver. And I, I think, like, he, he'll work out there. Because if you think about the rece- think about the receivers they've taken over time, Antonio Brown, um, Plaxico Burris could be, not as much as Antonio Brown was. Um, some guy named Martavius Bryant could be that way sometimes. Uh, Manuel Sanders could be that way sometimes. Um 
And then, you know, Juju Smith-Schuster obviously loves say, the TikTok. I was going to say, are, are we not going to say Juju because he's with the Chiefs? We're trying to protect no, the No, I'm just saying he, he likes the TikTok. <laughs> but, I mean, but he's not he's not to the level that some of the some of the previous receivers I mentioned were. So, yeah. I mean, in terms of that, like, he, he I mean, Pickens, when I saw the Steelers take him, like, that makes complete sense. Like, that's totally a Steelers type of player. You know, just that mentality and that, that way they kind of have that that level of athletic ability, but a little bit of – um, let's just call it diva to him a little bit uh, to a certain extent. So, I mean, look, I'm not saying T- Terrell it, Owens belonged in yes, silver and gold, and he black. would have been the perfect, perfect <laughs> stealer. Like, I mean, that's just kind of people just have certain brands that they're about. And so, I, I mean, I was curious to see if they would take Pickens if he was there when he when he was there 54. I'm like, okay, you know, we'll, we'll find out if they actually do like him as much as fans do. Uh, and then when the Chiefs traded back there to 54, I was like, okay, so you know he's gonna he's gonna go, and and we'll see if they get another chance at 60. And they didn't get that chance at uh, 62, so uh, you know I was like, well, it was like they, they had their they had their chance. So I'm not I'm not frustrated about it. I just needed them to get a receiver, but I'm gonna uh, there is a certain receiver I'm gonna my heart's gonna be broken if he if he uh, if he gets taken before the Chiefs have a chance to get him tomorrow. Yeah, I, look, I mean, and that's the thing. By picking up that fifth-round pick, um, you know, and then obviously in the third round they addressed linebacker with with Leo Chanel, who, uh, and, and we'll get to, to that a little bit more, but um, they may not be done adding at wide receiver, um, you know, but they've got a lot of options now in the fourth and fifth rounds, whether whether you go, uh, whether you go tackle. Uh, Brett Veach mentioned last week that he really likes the running back value. He thinks there's going to be a thousand yard back that that's drafted in the fifth or sixth round. Um, you know, so there's some guys in that range and, and look, I mean, you know, running back may not seem like a, a huge need, uh, but they haven't re-signed Jarek McKinnon. They haven't, uh, you know, they haven't re-signed Daryl Williams. Um, you know, you've got um, Clyde Edwards Hilaire and Ronald Jones, but remember, you know, Clyde Edwards Hilaire has been injury prone. I, I know you had, you know, you, you spent a first round pick on him a, a couple of years ago, but at the next off season, the, the chiefs are going to have to make a decision on that fifth year option that the, you know, that they got by picking him in the first round. If Clyde Edwards Hilaire has another injury plague season and you decline, I mean, you're not picking up that fifth year option. If he can't stay healthy three seasons in a row, his first three seasons in the NFL, uh, which is about the average lifespan of the average NFL running back. So, I mean, at that point, you know, you've got Ronald Jones on a one-year deal, but you'd probably like to have a running back who's familiar with the system, you know, and that you, you know, you feel like you can count on. So, I mean, if they go running back in the fifth round, I'm not going to be shocked, um, you know, but, and again, I, they could add another wide receiver. They could add another, uh, another corner. I don't think that's out of the realm of possibility. They could add another defensive end. I think a lot of it's going to depend on who's there, obviously um, when they pick in the fourth or fifth rounds, but those are some of the positions that, that I would kind of be looking at is, is secondary DN having said that. I mean, I like their defensive tackle. There's a lot of depth there at defensive tackle, but if there's a guy that you think um, can be a difference maker, um, I, you know, I mean, who's to say they don't, they don't go detackle at some point. Um, you know, I mean, we, we know that, uh, you know, they, they re-signed Derek Nottie this year, but they're going to have, you know, a lot of the guys they brought in this year on one-year deals. So, um, you know, anybody they, they bring in, you know, it is maybe a long-term solution instead of, you know, plugging a hole in, in the bottom of the boat, which is what they 
did in a lot of ways in free agency this year outside of uh, Mark, Marquez Valdez-Scantling and Justin Reed. Yeah, so, um, yeah, I, I mean, I think there's a common theme for the Chiefs. Um, I value, think they w- value, value, value. No, it isn't that. I'm not saying that they didn't get value. I'm just saying. Yeah, I think they got immense value. Okay, I'm not saying they didn't, but I have a different theme, Todd. Stop trying to tell me what to say. <laughs> no, uh, uh, I'm not your puppet. <laughs> um, although I don't know why the string's attached to me right now. <laughs> oh, <laughs> hey, whoa. <laughs> uh, um, <laughs> but no, seriously. Um, like, I, I think they want guys who had high football IQ. I think they wanted guys that give high effort and have, you know, and, and, give sustained effort and don't have lulls. And I think on top of that, they wanted guys who were physical and tough. And I think that that's what this draft was about for them. I think that there was a lot of that, that showed up in the playoffs against the bills and especially against the Bengals. And I think that this was part of the answer of what they didn't want to happen again. And I personally, think it's the reason Tyron Matthew hasn't been brought back. I, I, you know, I, I think at times probably, it just got to a point where I, I personally think that they want to eliminate with some of the guys that haven't resigned. I think they want to eliminate some of the distractions and like people that genuinely are going to focus on football and, and football only. And that, you know, that that's the singular sole goal. So I, I think that's part of why I think this is kind of the theme of what this draft has become. And so that's that, each year seems like it has a theme to it or something that they've identified on their roster that necessarily isn't always what's on film. And I feel like this has kind of been the common theme with each player they ended up getting. So I wasn't surprised when Pickens didn't get there and I saw Sky Moore instead. And I'm like, okay, like, so this is, this is kind of where that road's going. I mean, look, and so let's dig into Sky Moore a little bit yeah. and the player that, that they got there because um, he, he wasn't, um, you know, when it, I don't think for either one of us, you know, he wasn't a guy that we that we liked to him in the first round. I I didn't think he'd be there at fifty. So, you know, I, I hadn't given much consideration um, to to Sky Moore joining the team. But when you when you watch his tape, he is, you know, arguably the best route runner in the draft. Um, now, him and Olave are easily two of the top ones right now. Now that doesn't always translate. I mean, a couple of years ago, I, I, you know, Jerry Judy ran some of the prettiest routes I've ever seen in college football. And he's yet to emerge as a, as a, um, as a playmaker for the Denver Broncos. So that doesn't necessarily translate, but what I think he adds that the chiefs lack is when you watch him on tape, he wins consistently at the line of scrimmage right off the bat. Like he is instantly open. Um, he is going to provide that guy that, uh, the outside of Tyreek Hill, the chiefs didn't have that on the roster last year. He is going to replace that element of it. Like, and I think the chiefs talked about the fact you're not going to be able to replace Tyreek Hill completely. Right. Um, that, that just, that just doesn't happen. I think they're hoping that McCole Hardman can step up in some ways. I think they're hoping that Marquez Valdez Scantling can replace some of the deep threat ability, maybe sky more too. But in terms of having that, that guy that you can reliably count on to, to be open because he's very sudden at the line of scrimmage, he has a great release. I think sky Moore fits that mold. And then when you're talking about a tough guy who can pick up tough yards and convert tough third downs for you, uh, like, like Tyreek Hill did in a lot of situations, 
Juju Smith-Schuster does it in a different way, but he's arguably the best number wide or two number two wide receiver, you know, uh, in in the league right now. When when you've got a legitimate number one guy um, next to him, um, and so uh, it's going to I think be more by committee trying to replace what Tyreek Hill brought to the offense. But I also think that makes it a lot harder for defenses to cover, um, and, and I think it's going to be to the Chiefs' advantage in the long term if it works out that way. Yeah. So for me with Sky Moore, what I had on him report wise was his best route was a slant. Like, I mean, that's where he, like, it's tough for corners. You go against him on that. He's going to terrify some corners with that slant route, just the way he's able to set that up. And that's when he's at his most explosive. So and here's the Andy Reed knows that too. Right. So imagine that the, you know, they're going to put stuff on tape and then imagine the the counters that Andy Reed's going to be able to come up with knowing yeah, if that translates to the NFL, you know, the, the threat that he poses to defense is that way. So continue on. Um, look, I mean, he doesn't have the top end speed. So, I mean, but he wins by, you know, getting corners to guess wrong and being able to break off of it and giving some false keys. And he's able to give himself comfortable separation. Um, he brings a physical presence over the middle. I thought that uh, more, I think he's going to be a really strong three in the slot. And I think that's kind of where his, where his wheelhouse is going to be, where he's going to make his money during his career, especially early on. When um, I think he's going to struggle if he has to be outside against some physical outside corners release wise, and he's still learning on that one. And being that he's from West Western Michigan, I think it's just going to be a little bit of an adjustment, but I mean uh, the, the measurement that kind of stuck out and I know everybody's kind of talked about at this point was 10 and one force on his hand measurement, which is the biggest in class, which is why he's as reliable a receiver as he is. So we'll see if Patrick Mahomes throws a fastball at him, how he does with that adjusting on that one. Um, but like I said, he's got a high football IQ. And like I said before, he's tough over the middle. So, I mean, like, I'm not upset about the pick because I, I felt they were going to need to get a slot receiver. And then whether they wanted to get additional speed um, to give them insurance for McCall Hardman, or if they want to get a big bodied receiver, like, you know, I, and I kind of hoping that's where they go tomorrow. I think there's a certain player available that if they're able to get him and have a big body receiver like him, I, uh, I think that I think fans will be very happy with what that wide receiving corp will be collectively. Right. I mean, I think, um, I'm guessing you're, you're, you're hoping as a comma, um, is is the guy that I was going to leave a teaser till the end for like you know who you looking forward to on day three, but Todd's out here like hey, here's what I got you for Christmas. Yeah, he's a bigger friend. Look, I mean, I thought you, you talked about the need for a slot guy, um, and I do. Jareth Stearns. There's some guys that you know, Slade Bolden. There's some guys that I think are going to be there in some of the later rounds that I think could have filled that role as well. I don't think those guys would have the same value outside that I think Sky Moore will. And they're certainly not going to have the clamps for hands that he does, which allows him to win a lot of, a lot of contested catches, um, you know, and, and, um, you know, be, it, it elevates him to be a little bit more special player than, than, than the yeah. Boldens and the Stearns of, of this, this draft. So, yeah, I mean, I think, you know, now if you're going to look for, you know, guys, it's, it's probably not, you know, maybe not necessarily the Calvin Austin, the thirds nope. or, uh, the Jarrah Stearns, it's going to be more of those bigger, bigger type, um, targets. And, and so, I mean, as a comma, obviously still out there, um, you know, it could be an option in the fourth or fifth round if they look look there. Um, but again, I mean, they're going to have, 
the beauty of what they've been able to do. And I think they got immense value at each of their picks. Um, you know, depending on whose board you look at, um, you know, they, they got, you know, four of Dane Brugler's top 60 guys in the draft, I think. So, um, you know, so I think they got immense value, but, but as important, I think is, is it lined up with what their most glaring team needs were, um, in terms of filling some roster holes. And so, um, they can go any direction they want now, um, with these last six picks. I mean, obviously four of them are in the seventh round. So those are more dark throws than, um, you know, than strategery, but, um, I mean, they've, they've got a lot of options and, and I think I, it'll be I, the one thing I am interested to see is, is what does Sky, how will Sky Moore and Juju Smith Schuster coexist? Cause I had kind of expected Juju's going to be, you know, work in the middle of the field, going to be the slot guy. Um, you know, do they, do they, do they give Sky more time to work in? Do they have, you know, a one, a one B situation where, you know, where they're rotating those guys, or are they going to have times where they try to get them all on, you know, both on the field at the same time, you know, and, and where does that, where do you do with Travis Kelsey in those sets? Um, so I, I will be interested to see how that develops as the off season and goes along and we move into training camp and, and head toward the games. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see what they do, but I mean, if it gives Kelsey some reps off the field, that's not a bad thing. Right. No, I mean, that's another thing. I mean, you, you could, you could save some tread on those tires, um, you know, and, and extend the hall of famers career a little bit. Um, now that you have some guys that can work the middle of the field, um, you know, so their their second pick in the second round, um, they go safety. Um, yeah, there were a lot of intriguing safeties. I thought left on, on the board, Kirby, Joseph, Brian, uh, uh, Brian cook is obviously out of Cincinnati. So when they selected, um, you know, I, I think he, do you see him filling in the, the Daniel Sorensen kind of role, uh, but doing it, you know, significantly higher level and with slightly more athleticism, um, you know, uh, I mean, is that, is that what you envision for him uh, as they kind of work him into the defense? Yeah. I think he's going to be more of a run support safety and I think he can work, I think he can work in the flats and probably kind of in the middle at times in zones. And but I don't I don't think they're going to be putting him deep back at all. I think that's what Reed and um, Thornhill are going to be because I mean wh- what I had on Cook there is I mean he was a run support strong safety. He has the size, tackling ability, and coverage skills to kind of be a solid middle of the field or down in the box. But he lacks some of the athletic ability to be a rangy free safety. He had good sideline to sideline, uh, sideline to sideline speed kind of left something to be desired at times. I mean, he, he, but he comes in under control in his tackles, which I mean, that may not seem like a big deal, but like when he tackles guys, they, they stay down. Like it's not, you know, that, that was, that's a underrated quality that he has. And he's a smart football player that can see the play developing and react to it accordingly. And that's kind of why he's able to play the way he does, even though he doesn't have elite closing speed. So, or, or elite lateral quickness to get there. So, I mean, he's got to position himself in the right spots and Sorensen had to do something similar at times, but I think he's got more athletic ability than Sorensen did even when it's prime. It's just, you know, it's not when I'm having to compare it to like top notch, I'm saying this, it's just not top notch. It doesn't mean he's not going to be a good football player. Um, And like I said, I I thought he was get a good football IQ and a really tough player. Yeah, I, I can see them using him in a lot of ways. And when you look at what they've done in the secondary, you know, you talked about a theme, you know, um, instincts is what stands out there. I mean, th- these are guys that, 
Um, you know, we saw it with Nick Bolton last year. He's one of the most instinctive linebackers in the draft. And, and you saw that translate on the field with the way he was able to diagnose plays and, and get in there and blow things up. Um, I think that that is something that both Trent McDuffie and, and Brian Cook have in their, in their game. Um, you know, they're quick processors and, and, you know, they're good. That allows them to, to get to the ball and, and make plays and, and, and not, you know, I mean, when we talked about it before the draft that, that this, the puzzle was not yet complete, right. For this team, when you look at this defense now, I mean, how much more comfortable and confident are you that this is a unit that can carry it, it's, you know, carry the water it's supposed to carry, um, you know, on Sundays now. I think they can definitely be more middle of the road. Um, and we'll see if they can add another edge rusher or defensive tackle. And I mean, maybe, maybe there's a corner out there, developmental corner that they like that they can add as well. So, I mean, there's still spots where they can add pieces and kind of take it to another, another level. But I mean, they've, they've done, they've done enough to where they can, I think they can at least keep themselves middle of the road with what they're going to face competition wise this year. Yeah. I, I think this defense is going to give them a chance um, and, and, and not the, 13 seconds left, go make a miracle pat chance. I think it's going to give them more of a, a, a comfortable chance. Um, you know, I mean, I, um, so, and, and you know, you talk about edge rusher. I mean, who knows what's going to happen with Mar Melvin Ingram. I mean, there's, you know, um, if I were a bet man, I'd still lay odds that he uh, rejoins the chiefs at some point, but um, you know, strange things have happened. Um, you know, so, yeah, there's. Yeah, there's I feel still, like we won't know about a status till July. <laughs> right, but I mean, I, I guess the the point in bringing that up was even if they don't address it in the draft, there still may be a solution out there that Brett Veach has in mind. Mm. Um, you know, to to address the 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 ongoing need for depth at defensive end. Um, so, you know, moving into the third round, um, I was a little surprised um, by the Leo Chanel pick, um, just because. Um, I, I thought if they were going to pick um, a, a linebacker when I was, you know, looking ahead in the draft, I thought it was going to be, um, you know, a, a, more of a guy that was kind of in the, in the Willie game old athletic able to cover, um, you know, a little bit more versatile, more of a three down guy. Um, and, and look, it may, you know, maybe I didn't give enough weight when they, when they made the Brian cook pick to the fact that, Look, I mean, if you're looking at the linebacker course, strong side linebacker is, is the, the spot that they need help in. Um, and I think Chanel can be a, a strong side guy. I mean, I think he's probably um, a two down guy um, because he lacks the athleticism that that Willie Gay has certainly. And I don't think he's as, as athletic as Nick Bolton even. Uh, but what do you see in Chanel and how do you see him fitting in with with this Chiefs defense? Yeah, I mean, whenever I was watching watching him a couple couple weeks ago this month, maybe a month ago. I don't remember anymore. Um, Sometime since February. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> Definitely. Um, but I, he's more of a, I, I like his size. He's more of a big physical, either Mike linebacker or Sam linebacker. I think Veach talked about him being more of a Sam and kind of potentially being a backup Mike somewhere down the road. I mean, he can drop in his own coverage. I mean, he's got, he's got decent athletic ability when he drops into zone coverage to be able to comfortably cover and, and close. But 
Um, he, he doesn't have that top end athletic ability. Like it's not going to be Derek Johnson. It's not going to be confused with Derek Johnson. Um, he's a downhill attacking running back that, or I mean, linebacker, excuse me, that attacks running backs. Um, like I said, I mean, he's got, he's got a knack for time in his blitzes. So that's something that obviously Steve Spagnuolo is always going to be a big fan of. I mean, he's got, he's got strong hands, powerful hands that, you know, can, can rock an offensive lineman or a blocker and can and get off that block. And I mean, he can destroy an A gap with a well-timed blitz. And if it's even, if it's even not well-timed, I mean, he has the power to be able to knock somebody on their keister. So, I mean, like I said, he can play zone, but likely more of a, two down linebacker in my opinion and you don't want to put him in man coverage because it's gonna it's not gonna look ideal and for you know and and you know you, you and i both talked about it i'll kind of say it now um you know there was a lot of people that were upset with nick bolton last year in, in his coverage but then when they saw right. he could attack downhill they're like oh that's what okay that's what that's why they that's what they saw in Nick Bolton. And they put him in a position he's comfortable with. So I mean, I think it's gonna be that kind of experiment with with Chanel and kind of working through that. So but because I know people on Twitter immediately started like, Well, why isn't he on your board? And then, you know, I'm like, Well, I mean, there's some coverage issues and and then, you know, people started bringing up his RAS score and like how it's elite and how could I not have him on the board when it's that elite? And I'm like, I just watched the tape. Like what I see on tape is what I what I see. I mean, and you know, so it kind of well, I don't know. It is what it is. I mean, look, I, I think Chanel's most natural position, I think, would be the Mike linebacker. Um, and middle linebacker is not a need for the Chiefs because they drafted one in the second round last year and then they let Anthony Hitchens go. You know, Nick Bolton played out of position at times last year. I, I kind of see though, look, I mean you know, when you talk about the, the man coverage issues, like, like just think Damian Wilson in coverage. I mean, that's the kind of the kind of what you're looking at, but, mm-hmm. but I can absolutely see a scenario where, like you said, uh, on, on first and second down, um, you know, in your base defense, he's your strong side. Uh, but you know, if you get to second and long or, you know, certainly on third down, he's off the field. He probably, probably needs to play special teams to make that work. You know, he's an insurance policy in case, you know, Nick Bolton were to get hurt, but that's where I think Brian cook can be a complimentary piece. Um, and, um, you know, and he can be the guy that comes in on, on second long or third down situations, um, and still brings some physicality, uh, but also is a lot more athletic and a lot more capable of handling some of the, the man responsibilities. Now you said something there that he could be a good insurance policy. And it's something that I got a lot of questions on last year. Who could he be the replacement insurance insurance policy wise for Todd? Come on, what do you mean? I mean, he a number. Uh, what we're, what's a number linebacker wise that relentlessly was asked to me every week about why he was playing. Oh yeah. No, I mean, absolutely. Like, like Ben, you know, look, Brian cook and Leo Chanel are chiefs fans and your Twitter mentions should be grateful because they um, ensure that there's no reason to have Daniel Sorensen or Ben Neiman on this roster. So um, <laughs> I, I, that's, I was wondering if you were, if you're going to get their venture. With sorry. Me, so, so I thought well, I mean, when I was talking insurance policy, I was saying in case, you know, Nick Bolton were to get hurt. So I was, yeah, I was but Neiman was, was that insurance as to where you were going. There. Neiman was that insurance policy. Daniel <laughs> right, Sorensen right, right, was no. also another insurance policy. So the chiefs replaced the insurance policies that people kept asking me about over and over again. 
Right. Yeah. Their premiums went down, but the coverage went up. <laughs> Ooh, very nice tagline. And something I will say, I don't know. I don't know if this is public or not, but um, Chanel uh, actually had a 34 in his Wonderlick. So like that's, uh, yeah, that's, that's really good. I mean, he's, uh, he, he's not as instinctive. He, he had the highest score among linebackers. Yeah. He, so, he, he yeah. doesn't seem to be as instinctive a player as McDuffie or, um, you know, or cook, but you know, like you said, I mean, I, I think, um, he's intelligent and, and it, I, it, look, it's, uh, it's those a gap blitzes. It's, you know, I mean, I think he's a guy w- with, especially with, with the exotic nature of, of Steve Spagnuolo's scheme at times. Um, you know, I think he's a guy that'll be more effective blitzing in the a gap than Daniel Sorensen was. Um, and, and I think that, you know, he had eight sacks last year. I think he, he's a guy who, while he's not strictly a pass rusher can make an impact um, in with respect to the pass rush. And ultimately I don't think Spagnuolo cares where the sacks come from, where the pressure comes from. Um, uh, You know, I don't think he, I don't think his, he, he needs a guy who's going to be getting 16 sacks uh, a season. I mean, you'd take him sure. But, but I think that, that the idea, you know, um, you know, um, if, if, if you can do it, if you can achieve the same goal collectively, that's fine too. And I think maybe that's part of why, you know, the chiefs were intrigued by Chanel there. Yeah. So, I mean, and, and look, him and Bolton coming downhill and run like that's, that's, that's gonna, that's gonna, that's gonna terrify some offenses having to do and, and having Carl Loftus off the edge. Oh, he's so just strong. how powerful he is. Yeah. Like, I, I just, I don't know if people understand like how physical that team's going to be and, and run defensive teams, try to run on them. Well, and it's interesting because, you know, a lot of teams, you know, the, the, the mantra for the NFL for several years now has been speed, 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 um, you know, but I think, um, you know, teams have um, teams are adjusting, you know, the, the speed overall in the league has gone up. Um, and you know, it'll be interesting to see whether the pivot to, um, you know, physicality and sacrificing a, a little bit of that speed will pay dividends for the chiefs, you know, um, whether they're ahead of the curve or whether they, uh, they fall behind, you know, the ongoing trend in the NFL. Yeah. So that'll be, I'm very intrigued by that. Um, Oh, Hey, um, if I remember correctly, Numbers wise, if you want to know where uh, Chanel's uh, Wonderlook score compares to others that are actually quarterbacks in the league, you ready for him? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Reportedly, um, Justin Herbert had a 39. Matt Stafford had a 38. Josh Allen had a 37. Aaron Rodgers, 35. Joe Burrow, 34. Tom Brady, 33. Russell Wilson, 28. Patrick Holmes, 24. Uh, Lamar Jackson, 13. Well, I mean, clearly, um, Tom Brady has, has outperformed his wonderlick. Yeah. And, and, and that's, you know, and that's, but so that if you're kind of wondering where he'd be versus quarterbacks, I mean, he's right up there with Brady and Burrow in terms of that. So, yeah. But I mean, I, I've, I've only taken a mock wonderlick. So, so do you, do you cut Chad Henney now? No. <laughs> but um I've only done a mock one before. I started filling in C. Oh no, wait, that was the ACT. Yeah. <laughs> During the math portion. Just put C on everything. Um, but yeah, no, I mean like 
we'll we'll see. But I mean, that's that's a nice little added bonus. Look, in in some respects, you know, you talk about uh, the intelligence, you talk about the passion for the game, you talk about those things. It seems to me like they're they're Patrick Mahomes exhibits a lot of those traits, right? Um, so it seems like in some ways they're trying to build the team in his image a little bit, um, you know, and surround him with guys who have the same mentality, who have the same drive. Um, you know, I mean, I think one thing that we underestimated, maybe, maybe not even a little bit, maybe a lot um, last year was, um, you know, Mahomes had that foot surgery after the season after the Super Bowl and missed a lot of time. He didn't get the reps that he's getting right now. He didn't get the work that he's getting right now. I mean, you can take mental reps. Certainly he was digging into the playbook, studying film, I'm sure. But he didn't get that that time on on the field, that time with teammates, that time to to you know bond and and um bring everything together. And and, and uh I think he's a guy that thrives in that environment. I think he missed it. I mean, he basically went right from his honeymoon, you know, into that setting in Texas, you know, getting as many guys as he could down there um to join him to to get going with this offseason. Um and and I think, you know. The Chiefs want guys who uh, who respond to that and who and who feel the same drive, and I think I think it's going to make Patrick Mahomes even more motivated this year. I mean, one to prove that he can do it without Tyreek, but but two, just because he's going to have the energy of that full off season, um, you know, and and I think that that's going to carry into the season in a way that it didn't last year when he was focused more on rehabbing his foot. Yeah, man, it'll uh, it'll be intriguing to see. So I think it's time for us to look ahead to tomorrow, Todd. Right, they got six picks tomorrow. Uh, number one thirty-five in the fifth round, num- or sorry, in the fourth round, number one fifty-eight in the fifth round. After that trade with the Patriots, back four spots um, when they uh, passed on George Pickens and got Sky Moore, and then four seventh-round picks. Um, so you know what? Who were who some names you'll be watching other than as a comma? <laughs> I will. I'll or you can you can him. still discuss it if you want. <laughs> yeah, no, I will, I will definitely be watching him. Um, Isaiah Likely from Coastal Carolina, the tight end. I'm curious about him. Um, Max Mitchell from uh, Louisiana. I'm intrigued to see what he does. I'm curious to see what uh, Ver, uh, what Lowell from Illinois does. What Vandermark from U Yukon does. Where he goes. Demarius Mathis from Pittsburgh. Joshua Williams from Fayetteville State. Um, Zion McCullough from I Sam say Houston Zion State. Zion out there too, yeah. Um, Montrick Brown I'm intrigued by. I know Alante Taylor got taken today very early. Right. Um, and then JT Woods got taken, so I'm a little boned about that one. Um, yeah, but J- Jalen Armour Davis is still out there too, so. Now, two two guys that I am I won't be upset if I end up seeing them as Chiefs. John Ridgway. Um, John Ridgway. Yeah, that's another one. Uh, I wouldn't even look. At, <laughs> oh yeah, I wouldn't, wouldn't, yeah. wouldn't even look at a D line yet. Um, no, um, Jesse uh, Luca from uh, Penn, yeah. from Penn State. Like I, I'm a big fan of his. And then uh, Amari Barno from Virginia Tech. I'm very curious to see where he ends up. Also curious to see where James Houston uh, from Jackson State ends up. If he'll be seventh round or priority free agent. Um, Demarco Jackson from Appalachian State. Brandon Smith from Penn State, that's a guy that I, I think would be a really good kind of speed, depth linebacker, good special teams performer. Um, the punter is still available, Todd. Trevor Ariza. Or no, Matt Ariza. Matt Ariza. 
I better get his name right if he's gonna. Yeah, uh, if he's, he's gonna, gonna punt eighty yard bombs, you better show some respect. It, it doesn't sir. matter. I mean, I'll have his jersey. It'll be fine, sir. Yeah, you gotta. You know, you lost Cole quit. You gotta do something about that. <laughs> That's right. Um, yeah, like you said, John Ridgeway. I, I would love to see a physical presence inside, and with the with the road they're going down, that may be possible. Um, and then uh, Matt Hennison from Wisconsin, another individual. I'm I'm intrigued to see what ends up happening there. And, um, yeah, Garrett, Garrett, uh, Garrett Prince. I don't know if he's going to be kind of sixth, seventh round or priority free agent. Um, so, I mean, those are, those are kind of the big names that I'm keeping tabs on. I mean, Dontario Drummond from old miss reminds me a lot of DeMarcus Robinson in terms of route running. So I, uh, I, and I'm not talking running backwards or side to side. And somebody's thinking that right now or holding the ball over his head in the air, not that either, <laughs> just the route running because DeMarcus Robinson is a better route runner than people give him credit for. So, um, yeah, those, those are a handful of guys that I'm intrigued to see. What ends up happening tomorrow, the thing getting those guys, I'll I'll be happy. But uh yeah, it'll be hey, uh it'll be smoke Monday's still out there too. Just another smoke Monday. I mean, I want him just for the jokes. Um <laughs> yeah. well, you know, like he he comes out on special teams, maybe he's a gunner or something like that. He hits a guy, you know, and he, he smoked him. I mean, I, I just you know, um I'm all about what it can do for uh for me popping off jokes on Twitter. Oh, glad we got our priorities in order there. We jabbed that. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, Trey Williams out of Arkansas, a kid from Columbia, played at Mizzou. Um, you know, I mean, if they don't address defensive end in, in the fourth or fifth round, um, you know, he's a kid that, it, you know, depending on how their interviews and and where they came out on, on some of the off the field issues. Um, yeah. I was, um, I was surprised Sam Williams got taken where he did. Right. I mean, he's another guy who had off the field issues, but look, I, I mean, I thought he was um, second or third round talent for sure. But uh, you know, look, the, the Cowboys, you talk about having a type with the Pittsburgh Steelers <laughs> wide receivers, um, problematic defensive ends are right in the Cowboys wheelhouse to draft. So, yeah, no, I mean, yeah, because I, I know when I started looking through it and finding it, I know that um, I know the charges were dropped because I know he got suspended from the team for he was charged with uh, sexual battery in July 2020. But I know the charges got dropped and he's reinstated. And I know there was there's some other issue in high school. It wasn't that, but there was something else if I remember. And that's kind of why he ended up having to go Juco in that regard. So that's one of those things you have to do fact finding on. So um, the Cowboys were comfortable with it and they decided to take him there. I believe in like the late second. Yep. 24th pick in the second round. Yeah. So, yeah, which I mean, look, I, I think his talent, um, justified the pick, um, sure. remains, remains to be seen, um, you know, how he handles it. I, I mean, I, I think he would have. Let's put it this way. I think he would have fit in well on those 1990s uh, Cowboys teams based on what I've heard about the way they got down after the season. I have no comment on any of that stuff, but thank you. <laughs> all right. Um, so, look, I mean, all in all, I think that the Chiefs have, have uh, done well. They are a better football team, uh, much better football team today than they were Wednesday. Um um, but every team I think feels that way this year, um, you know, and, and look, you just know, I mean, it, it, it makes me sad because I look at the jets. I, I think they, they probably got the best corner in the draft. I think they got the best running back in the draft. They arguably got the best wide receiver in the draft. 
Uh, they got one of my favorite defensive ends in the draft. And I just feel like three of them are bound to fail because they're with the Jets. <laughs> you know? So, um, you know, hopefully that's not the case with the Chiefs, you know, because we won't really know for a few years uh, whether these picks actually panned out. But um, you can see the thought process. You can see what they're trying to achieve. Um, and you can see the direction the team's going. And, and I'll say it again. We've said it before. Um, I hope Chiefs Kingdom feels a little bit more comfortable now that, now that they've seen, you know, a little bit more of the plan that the Chiefs had for this offseason. But anybody who was panicking, um, just needs to, to, um, R E L A X, um, as Aaron Rodgers might say, because anytime you've got Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reed, um, I think you're going to be, uh, you know, have a chance to make the playoffs and put yourself in a position to succeed. Um, you know, and w- with some of the additions this week, I think that's even more true. I, uh, I love the Raiders one pick. <laughs> I don't even remember who they got at this point. It was like what? 90. 90? No, I was being sarcastic, but it's Dylan Parham, the guard from Memphis. Got him in the third round, so they got a couple. They got a fourth, three fifths, and a seventh. So that's what they're doing. And then the Chargers, they they just had Zion Johnson on the third, and then they got JT Woods there. Uh, you know, Zion Johnson in the first, but JT Woods in the third. So that well, I suspect a- that defensive end, running back, and safety um, could be on their board, considering that they didn't pick up the fifth round option on any of their first round picks from three years ago. Yeah, it was you know, and then Broncos they didn't really surprise me. They went and got a uh, Nick Benito. Um, from Oklahoma because he kind of fits speed. that Randy he fits that Randy Gregory style of edge rusher, so that makes yeah. sense. And then, you know, then they get the tight end from UCLA. So, uh, Greg, Greg Dolchich, I like Dolchich a little bit. Yeah, I think uh, I think the AFC West isn't exactly thrilled with the draft that the Chiefs have had. No, 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 no. I mean, not no. I don't think any of them like seeing Sky Moore. I, you know, I mean, defensive coordinators are already looking at the at what's developed. I mean. You got to remember, Ronald Jones is going to bring a different element to that backfield. Um, you've still got Travis Kelsey, and now when you look at the receivers, they can trot out there. Um, and no offense to Byron Pringle and and uh, you know Demarcus Robinson, but um, I would say that you know Juju Smith-Schuster and uh, McCole Hardman and Sky Moore are, are a little bit better trio. Um, behind your number one receiver, we're, I'm going to assume that that we're you know we're going to call that Marquez Valdez Scantling for now. Um, you know, I mean, yeah, no, I'm I'm not thrilled with that, and uh, and I don't like the fact that the Chiefs are better at every level on defense now. <laughs> I, uh, I I will say I, I'm looking through the drafts right now, real quick. I, I like what the Ravens have done so far with Man. Kyle Hamilton. He fits their style. You know, Linderbaum, physical you know, center. Ajabo. Makes sense if he's able to get healthy. I was so mad Jones. when they got Travis Jones. <laughs> guys really do fit their style in, in that in that regard. They Bill, always do I'm, well in the draft. They're, they're going to miss Ozzie Newsome, man. It'll, it'll, you know, we'll see if they can keep it up, but Ozzie Newsome has done an incredible job. Um, I, you know, I mean, I look, I, He's he's a Hall of Fame guy for, as a player, right? Um, I, he he should go in as an executive too. <laughs> well, and it's interesting looking. At, I want to look at Ryan Pohl's draft, and he took three people ahead on on the Chiefs yeah. board. So. Tyler Gordon in the you know at number thirty nine, I thought was great value and a, a nice pickup. Was teammates with Trent McDuffie. Um, I, I I consider Gordon 
you know, at 29 or 30 for the chiefs when I was doing some of those mock drafts. So to get him at 39 is, is terrific for polls. And look at the Bengals. Looking at the Bengals right now, they oh, got a couple, a couple in their secondary. Dude. It's actually pretty <laughs> impressive. Yeah, so they uh, they did a solid job too. But that was disheartening. Yeah. So, but no, and then the Colts. I went and looked at Ballard, and Ballard had a total, a total Chiefs type draft as well. You <laughs> got like Alec Pierce, and then they got Jalen Woods. He's going to be good, if not great, tight end. They got Bernhard Raymond from Central Michigan. Yeah. They got Nick Cross. So they got like three guys. That I really liked, and four guys are on on my board. So, it, I always like seeing um, what what the 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 guys who leave the Chiefs basically what they end up going out and doing in the draft. Yeah. Pretty much every single one of them's crushing it. So that's actually the, not surprising. And then you look at you look at the Detroit Lions. Yeah, and this has got Dorsey's. Oh my This has got Dorsey's fingerprints all over it. I can already see it right now. This is this Dorsey had a heavy influence in this draft because it's got, you know, you got Aiden Hutchinson from Michigan. You got Jameson Williams that they went up and got Josh Pascal that they went up and got, and Kirby yeah. Joseph. So they got four guys I would gladly take on the Chiefs team right now. So it yeah. So with Dorsey Ballard, Veach and Ryan Poles all have what looks like really good drafts and guys that are on on the role for the most part, all on my board. So I'm saying like, there's just a certain style that Dorsey and Veach and Ballard and polls have, and they all subscribe to it. So like if the rate, like you said, if the Ravens don't pick up the pace there, then, you know, one of those guys may end up taking over in a spot in terms of, you know, getting those quality drafts on a regular basis. So yeah, it's going to be very interesting. I'm curious to see how the fourth, like, here's what I'll say, especially with my big board, who knows what's going to happen there? Because the the, va- the values are going to be all over the place at this point now. Like whenever you're watching well, some of them, the the Patriots value is different than oh, everybody Patriots else's. But right. uh, yeah, but I mean, like I mean, they they give you like plus twenty points if you were in the Senior Bowl, I think. <laughs> so I mean, like they 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 took Cole Strange. They got Tyron Thornton, who's probably going to be a fourth round guy, and then they got Marks Jones. So. It, it's it'll be very intriguing what they uh what they end up doing so i uh yeah i was kind of kind of surprised that uh that it worked out the way that it did yeah and i patriots got three fourth rounders 16 22 and 32 unreal yeah by the way, on uh, on all that video you see of Travis Jones just uh, working people over in one on one drills during the uh, during the Senior Bowl, like the guy with the giant C on his helmet that he just abuses relentlessly is Cole Strange. <laughs> well, tough break. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I'm I'm still disappointed that that Travis Jones isn't a Chiefs player. Is there anybody other than Jamison Williams you are most disappointed isn't a Chiefs player right now? Yeah, I mean, you know, I, I would have loved to have seen Pascal here in Kansas right. City. But I figured that wasn't once once they got George Carlotis, I didn't think that was gonna happen. I was I wasn't against if they were end up gonna get uh Drake Jackson from USC. Yeah. I was kind of thinking he might sneak in there with that second one. Um Mafe kind of makes sense because he runs hot and cold. And with a the theme that they're going in terms of what they want consistency wise, that that person kind of makes sense why they didn't make that play. Um, Thornton, obviously, I was kind of hoping to see, but more so, I had him third round just because I knew that speed was going to be coveted. But I think he got somebody reached a little bit on that one. And uh, I mean, look, the, a guy that I like, if I remember correctly, Kobe Bryant's still out there. 
So the hope it still lives. Hope still lives, Todd. And, and again, great name for popping off jokes on Twitter. So I'm all for it. I mean, I'm just saying this is never gonna this this characteristic is never gonna factor in my my big board. Well, it, it does for Veach. Um, you know, I mean, he 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 considers my my Twitter followers. So okay, all right, Todd. I feel like this is where it's gone off the rails at this point. <laughs> So I think it's time for me to bid it's, you. It's because it's, it's late. We're getting loopy. I'm getting loopy at least. Yeah, I'll be up for another handful of hours, and it's almost what? Okay, it's almost one. It's not too late. Yeah, yeah. No, 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 no. We're, 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 we're doing all right. No, it's, you're it's, doing all right. It's officially still, the weekend. I'm still at the station, okay? I still got like yeah, another well, hour to go there. Fair. But at least we at least we you're at your dining room, store. You're at your dining room table, okay? <laughs> we're we're yeah. in two different worlds right now. I, so. have, I have three kids this week, so. Um, you know, I got booted out of my office. <laughs> we all have our struggles. So, yeah, that's all right. There's always, there's a Wendy's not far. So, Todd, I already busy you do. Okay. I don't know what else I can say. Oh, I'm, I'm going to go take care of my kids. <laughs> <laughs>